You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast episode five. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. As always, this show is aimed at two types of listeners. Those who have always thought, as I once did, I would really like to start my own business. And those people who would like to get into a particular career path, whatever that may be. I want to kick off this new episode with some amazing news. This podcast has been featured in the iTunes New and Noteworthy section. Thank you so much to everyone who has taken time to rate and review. If you've not yet had a chance, please do stop by the iTunes store and rate and review this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to this show on Stitcher, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. This ensures that you receive the latest version of the next podcast as soon as it becomes available. If you've got any topics or suggestions that you would like me to cover on the show, please do drop me an email to podcast at waynedenner.com or send me a tweet to at waynedenner. I have another great episode coming up for you today, so let's not waste any more time and get right into it. Now, with the explosive growth of social media and the way in which we were accessing and viewing content has changed to more of a digital format, the way in which we market ourselves to potential employers has also changed. Now, I'm in still in my mid-30s and I remember when I was going to school, going to careers class on a regular basis. What I wanted to do back then is now completely different to what I'm actually doing right now. The fact is that what I do in, di- in the digital space, if you're not constantly learning and developing, you're not actually going to be working. At least that's how I feel it is out there. It's great to have someone on the show today who knows all things about the social media and digital recruitment space and who has their finger firmly on that pulse. I'm really looking forward to getting more of an insight, as I know our listeners are, to how the recruitment landscape has changed and why social media is becoming increasingly important to how employers actually find the latest talent. So joining me on the show today, we have head talent finder of Derry-based Talents uh, Social, Lynn Jennings. Lynn, thanks for joining me on the show. Hello, Wayne. Thanks for inviting me on. It's great to have you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Listen, let's get right into it because this is a space that I'm really, really interested in. Obviously, I've got a book out now called The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, which really talks to students and graduates about the things that they need to think about. But before we get into that, Talent Social is a boutique social recruitment agency that uses the power of social. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you guys are doing? and how you're using social media in the recruitment space. Sure. Um, Firstly, boutique as in small. It's only myself at the minute, Wayne. Um, I started this back in April of 2014. um, And it was really started to sort of do recruitment differently and also to sort of bring together sales, marketing and recruitment experience. So 
Um, with that in mind, I started it, as I said, back in April. Um, we do focus on advertising on social media sites quite a bit, mainly LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I like to think of, of each job as like a marketing campaign. Um, I've worked in marketing previously, so I take the tools and resources I learned in marketing and apply them to recruitment. So if you think of each job, it will have a specific target market that you need the job to get in front of. So um, say on the likes of Facebook and LinkedIn, I'd run very targeted advertising campaigns based on demographics that are filled in on the, on the sites um, that fit into the role. On the likes of Twitter, I would use hashtags to, to appear in searches that people are doing online. From a headhunting point of view, I reach out directly to people who are either in my network or outside of my network with each job. So I spend a lot of time actually finding the right people for the job, engaging with um, passive candidates, candidates who mightn't be necessarily on the job market or out of work, but who mightn't be 100% happy where they are for whatever reason. They mightn't be achieving their full potential where they are for whatever reason. So what I try and do is find the right, the best people, I suppose, for the job, rather than people who are just out there looking. I would also reach out directly to my own network, and I would encourage people in my network to share my posts, to like my posts, and to also come back to me with referrals. Um, Referrals are so important. Um, I think every single employer should have their own internal employee referral scheme. If they don't, they should because referred employees usually, you know, statistics show they work out better and they fit into a culture better. And I would sort of treat my whole network a wee bit like people working for me and I would encourage them to refer people in their network for jobs that I have um, and I would reward them as well for doing that so I think of my entire network as people who are potentially working for me and referral, referring people in. And we've all got a massive network now as a result of LinkedIn and Twitter and <laughs> Facebook and this sort of stuff. I mean, social media has provided a, a very much a new and innovative way for those companies which are out there now to seek out new talent and companies looking to find more talent online as opposed to maybe the traditional forms that I used to do maybe when I when I left school or when I left college mm-hmm. you used to look through the local newspaper you used to pick up the Belfast Telegraph on a yeah. Friday evening and the Belfast Telegraph was always stacked full of all jobs you know every job in every sector I mean I picked up the Belfast Telegraph recently and there was a lot less jobs in there is this sort of medium becoming a thing of the past in terms of how we advertise jobs as LinkedIn and these sort of platforms take over Absolutely. Everybody is online and mobile, I would say at this point. Well, most people, I wouldn't say everybody, but most people are, especially at that age, you know, of of trying to get their foot on the career ladder. They're online and they're mobile. They're not buying the Belfast Telegraph anymore or the Dairy Journal on a Friday. That's just progress. That's how things are. I think, you know, those newspapers are have caught up and they are also offering an online presence. And job boards are still a very important um, tool for capturing good people that are actively looking for work. 
you know. So I wouldn't say that I've totally moved away from from using job boards and or from using. I mean, I wouldn't use traditional in the sense of printed newspaper. But a lot of those printed newspaper, um, I mean, the likes of Belfast Telegraph have NI Job Finder um, online. So I would subscribe to that. And I know they do print a few, you know, of, of the jobs um, on a Friday from that as well. So it sort of backs it up. But I think increasingly we are moving away from printed and, and more to online and mobile. Because probably you can reach a lot more people when you post your content online. And as you as you rightly say, it's, it's, it's evolving and it's changing all the time. And those traditional media outlets that we would have once known, uh, the Belfast Telegraph, the Irish News now, are now offering an online solution really to cater for that digital job seeker now. You know, you had a post recently on your on your website which, which focused very much on using social networks to further your career. You know, I thought that was very, very interesting. And again, it's something that I look at within the book um, in, in the aspect of the online reputation and how you can social me- get, or how you can use social media to look more favourable to potential employers. How, how do you think candidates can use social media to enhance their own employability? First and foremost, be on there. Um, you know, if you're a young professional person wanting to get noticed in your profession, have a LinkedIn profile. And if you are on there, make sure that it's filled in as, as correctly and as fully as you can. Um, I mean, there's a few tips on the blog there, you know, that I'll, I'll give you a few of them here now. Um, your LinkedIn account always have a personal email rather than a work one on that. If you want to be open to getting offers from other companies, then that's the way to go with it. Um, it looks like a lot of work getting set up on it, but just cut and paste directly from your own CV to get started. And make sure that you have keywords associated with your role and with your industry um, in there because that's what people will search for when they're looking to find you. Um, another thing is, you know, how to quickly build your your network on there. Just import all your contacts from whatever else you're on, Yahoo, Hotmail, Facebook, whatever. Import them in and invite people directly. That's just the quickest way to get it up and running. Um, and fill in you know, fill in where you've worked previously, fill in colleges you've attended, that sort of thing. And, you know, LinkedIn will suggest people to link up with as well based on that. The other thing I always say is once you send somebody an invitation to hook up with you, don't just leave it at that. You know, drop them a wee message and start a conversation with them. It's, you know, don't think of it as as gathering people in there. Think of it as relationships with people and building that up the other thing that's brilliant with linkedin is getting you know people you know on there to recommend you if you've worked with somebody previously i mean young people starting out it could be a college professor they could ask them just it it lends a wee bit of weight uh to your profile just to say a few words about the job you did it could be a voluntary role that you've done. It could be shop work or bar work or just anything that, that builds a bigger picture of, of you as an employee. The other thing as well, when you're on there, I mean, you don't have to be flat out on it just to make some sort of an impression. Even once a day, post an interesting article that is relevant to the field you're trying to break into, something that people in your network might find interesting might like might share the other thing about linkedin of course is the groups get active on the groups 
join the groups and ask questions and answer questions and just you know be a voice and be seen and be heard the other thing i suppose the other big one that that i would say to people to they're probably on there anyway is facebook try and think of facebook as more than just sort of keeping up with your friends and sharing posts about nights out and everything recruiters are on there and they're doing searches on there they're they're targeting advertising to people on there so fill out your profile on facebook as much as you can with uh sort of outside work interests as well all that enables you to be found um of course facebook can have a very detrimental effect as well um, as a positive, I always say try and use it positively if you can by having, you know, be more than a one dimensional person on there. So fill out your interests, show voluntary work, show charity work, show, show things you like doing. You know, I would always say just be careful in terms of, of you know, have, I suppose, know that whatever you're posting online, just think that can be seen by everybody. I would always take the approach, no matter what your privacy settings are, just whatever you post, think this information is out there. And at some time in the future, or even now, it is searchable and it can be found. So, I mean, do do things like have your Facebook account set to private, you know, only have content made public that you'd be happy for a prospective boss to see or a prospective uh, child <laughs> on down the line to see as well. Um, I think, you know, too many drunken pictures down the pub might suggest uh, that you're one dimensional. I don't see the problem in having pictures of being out socialising because I think it's important that that side of, of people's personalities is out there as well. Nobody is, is one thing, you know, but what I'm saying is have a balance of it and just be careful don't don't think that your settings are your settings just whatever you put out there is out there and at some point will be found um but one of the biggest things you can do is don't allow people to automatically tag you in posts without you reviewing it i think that's just one thing that too many people don't do especially young people and it's one step that can give you a wee bit more control over what's going online yeah i mean that's that's some great insight there and that's certainly a lot of the stuff that i echo when i go out to schools and colleges and and talk to young people about their online reputation so those are some great insights from a recruiter's point of view that that stuff's actually important so it's not just the school talking about it or it's not just the careers department talking about it you know this is the sort of stuff that employers potentially could find about you and i like Mm -hmm. what you said in relation to look you know we we do have to humanize social media because people do go out people do have a good time people enjoy themselves maybe they go to concerts or they go to bars and there's a picture of them having a beer i mean that should be seen as a negative uh, thing against the person's reputation no it shouldn't um i think we'd be all extremely boring people yeah. if <laughs> you know if, if we didn't have that side to us and i think it's important too for young people to think about the type of company they want to work for um you know if, if your personality means that you're not going to be able to live your life if you want to work for a certain employer then maybe that employer's not for you you know either i think there's two sides to the coin and that's a good way to look at it actually and i'm a massive fan of 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 trying to normalize and humanize the whole aspect of social media that you know people are people at the end of the day and uh, we just have to do strike 
a good balance between what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah. But unfortunately, as, as you, you've probably seen very, very well when you've been researching people online, I still come across some stuff that I even see po- people posting on Facebook, for example, that is completely inappropriate. And if their employer yeah. seen that, they might find themselves in deep water. Stay away from anything illegal, <laughs> yeah. anything over-sexualized, you know, anything that is just, you know, there is a bit of a line. Unless, of course, you're, you see your future career as being that person who is over the line, you know, I would stay clear of, of just upsetting too many people. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me this. In terms of, you know, LinkedIn, we're talking about LinkedIn. It's very interesting because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and I spend an awful lot of time looking at my profile, tweaking certain things, looking at the keywords. Obviously, recommendations is a big thing. You know, people can endorse you and this sort of stuff. How much weight do recruiters put on that sort of content? I mean, is it valuable? You know, should you be spending that time focusing on that? You know, is it going to get you further down the line? For example, if, you know, a lot of people that when I go out and speak in colleges, for example, in universities, and I was speaking before Christmas at a at a college, and a lot of the students who were at the talk had aspirations of going and working for Facebook or going and working for Google or going and working for Twitter. These mm-hmm. organizations, as I understand it, are incredibly difficult to actually get into. Um, you know, I do ask myself the question sometimes, you know, when recruiters are, are, are trying to find people, do they mm-hmm. find the right people? Firstly, the recommendations are very, very important. I mean, I've seen myself in order to get somebody an interview with a client, copy and paste those recommendations directly from LinkedIn. And it does add weight, you know, so somebody else might have on their CV, references will be uh, provided on request. But if you have actual references already posted on your LinkedIn profile, that is going to, you know, it's going to put you ahead of, of somebody who doesn't. So firstly, fill in your LinkedIn profile. And I, I sort of think of LinkedIn a wee bit like um, Amazon for goods. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, you know, all right, everyone may not have a four star or a five star rating on their profile, but it amounts almost to that. If, if you think of, of you as a good and you know, the more the more recommendations on there, the more positive things on there is is it's people recommending you the way people recommend products on Amazon. And I dare say in the future a site is gonna be there and be used by everyone that is almost like giving you a score, you know. Um it's a bit like your credit rating, isn't it? It's sort of Mm. online reputation it's just so important and I can see it becoming increasingly so so you know don't downplay it do what you can especially if you're going into a very competitive field um, where it is going to be difficult to get your head and shoulders above other people um, even mm. more so you have to spend time on it I've had marketing rules um, that I've been working on recently and the candidates that you know get passed are the ones that actually have created their own blog have you know they're active on marketing channels social media sites they can demonstrate that they are living what they are learning you know um I think that's really important and even you know in other fields that you're interested in getting involved in there's no harm in creating a simple blog and getting started with it and 
you know, trying to put yourself across as not early on an authority on it, but, you know, putting across that you have ideas and that you're interested in it and that you can demonstrate and communicate those yeah, I think those are some great insights. I mean, I think that's some some valuable tips that 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 LinkedIn users in particular and people who are maybe graduating from university in 2015 need to really start thinking about. Um, yeah. I read an article recently which says 93% of recruiters will review a candidate's social media profile before making a hiring decision. I mean, again, you've probably alluded to this in the last question. I mean, how correct mm-hmm. do you think this is? I would do checks on people on just look at what they're up to. It, it helps me build a bigger profile of them in my head, a clearer profile. It helps me add to it. Um, if they're absent from things that I think they should be on, it looks a bit odd, you know. Um, and I know from experience that I have put candidates across to clients and clients have, have found things themselves online about candidates that they weren't happy with. It's very important. And that kind of leads on nicely to the next question. I mean, can the content what your person has posted online impact their chances of getting a job? And I think what you're saying is absolutely because yeah. you, you you have had clients in the past who've went and taken that upon themselves to go and just do a little bit more digging around online Mm -hmm. and see what information's out there don't assume people are doing it people are doing it google yourself look at what's on there you know think about how you could improve what's on there just know that what i suppose it's what i've said before know that everything you're posting is findable um i think you posted something this morning i was reading about google yes making tweets now searchable yeah yeah so i mean before you could have searched for a twitter handle like mine at loves her twins and find tweets but now you can search on a topic and tweets will come up so what you're saying will come up so you can search individual tweets so it's you know you're publishing something exactly and And it's potentially very dangerous and even things i remember starting on the likes of twitter and that and thinking you were in a wee bubble posting stuff (laughs) but then all of a sudden you know as searching improves and as apps come out and this comes out and that comes out that can gather all that information you know more and more important to realize you know just be careful what you're putting out there my message for for students in particular is what goes online stays online. And if you're <laughs> if you're not happy with your message going on a global billboard in Times <laughs> yeah. Square, do not post it online because once yeah. you post it online, it's there and it's very difficult to remove it. And that article that I tweeted this morning um, about Twitter um, tying up with Google now in relation to publishing tweets, I think is very very interesting. And many people have a lot of content on Twitter. For example, I mean I have thirty five or thirty eight thousand tweets. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of information that's going to be out there. So you've yeah. got to really make sure that you're putting your best foot forward in terms of yeah. the content that you're posting online, because that does impact your digital tattoo. From a recruiter's point of view, I mean, what advice would you give students graduating in 2015 to enhance their chances of getting on the career ladder? It's an incredibly competitive space out there. There's no doubt about it. Um, So really, you've got to find ways that you can leverage social media. Maybe it's LinkedIn, maybe it's Twitter, maybe it's getting your blog up there, maybe it's whatever that you want to do in order to get your message in front of employers. From a recruiter's point of view, what advice would you give those students 
who are going to be graduating in just a few months. First thing I would say is, you know, if you're graduating with a degree that perhaps isn't vocational enough, I would always say, you know, you might really, really, really benefit from doing a postgrad that will help almost transition you into a career you're now interested in. So, I mean, my degree was political science. That's, you know, I was interested in finding out about how the world worked and how the world was governed. By the time I came to graduate, I was no more interested in becoming a political journalist than the man on the moon. Mm. To me, it had become something I was afraid to do because of the, I suppose, the violence in Northern Ireland and, and you know, what it represented. So at that point, I did a postgrad in information management, which was looking more ahead at how important information was going to become in the world um, and it's weird looking back on it now because it was a long time ago and our tutors saying this is going to be so important information but you know something like that is a like a broad technology business postgrad have a look at what's there if you feel sort of you're applying for jobs and you're sitting with a degree that isn't going to get you into them you know, don't stop at that. Always have a look at what postgrad you could do and if there's any funding available to do it. Um, secondly, I would say always look for opportunities to progress where you are right now. I think too many people don't do that. So you could have worked, say, in a bar the whole time you were at uni or in a restaurant. Have a look at the company. Do they have other companies that you could move into a managerial role with? or move into a marketing role with, or move into a finance role with. Don't look beyond where you're at, you know, have a look there first. Um, my first job after college was a bartender in Belfast <laughs> in a sports bar. Um, and, I, you know, from that I rose to managing the bar, assistant manager of the bar. Then the company that owned the bar was opening the Odyssey, and I took my CV along and got a marketing position and that's how I get into working in marketing plus I was doing recruitment of the staff in the bar you know so those first two years working in a bar I got to do recruitment manage people uh, do marketing get a stepping stone into a professional career that I was interested in just I suppose I'm saying look where you are right now and look at what opportunities you can get from there um, just the other thing, be assured where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Looking back, I remember feeling a wee bit of sort of trepidation, thinking, oh, I'm in a bar and God, what did I do a degree for and a postgrad for? But, you know, you get so much from where you are right now. Just know that it'll lead to something else and that everything you're learning will be used to make what you want to do a success. So many jobs that will be available in the future just don't exist now. I mean, when I graduated, I didn't know I was going to be using social networks to find talent, to help clients grow their companies. But looking back now, things that I, I did all added up to that. It was like a long road that led to this. And I suppose, you know, what I'm saying to people is just be open, be aware Get as much experience as you can. Look, you know, look at things in the, be it part-time work, voluntary work, um, undergrad work. Just look at all the positives and skills that you can learn, you know, from doing that. Just get as much experience as you can. 
and you're it'll abs- all add up. You're absolutely right. I mean, I was up at the Causeway Enterprise Centre a couple of weeks ago, and they were looking at they were doing a STEM workshop, and mm-hmm. we were talking about with the, with the students who were there. It was primary school students, actually P seven, and we were talking about we were brainstorming jobs that didn't exist five years ago. <laughs> For example, professional YouTuber, professional Vine <laughs> Viner, professional Instagrammer, professional yeah. blogger. I mean, these are all jobs now that organisations actually need. So you're right. I mean, you know, you've got to think about your experience. What are you really passionate about? What are you interested in right now? And start to think about how can you develop that further? Some of our previous guests mentioned exactly what you're hitting on, that education is really, really important, that you need to be investing in yourself, but you need to be looking for ways to to put yourself yourself out there as well. Yeah, I mean, internships and voluntary work, just, you know, get out there, get your name out there get in front of people and be prepared to work and whatever you commit to doing do your best at it you just don't know what that will be a stepping stone to that's true i've had a debate with a number of people uh, mainly careers teachers and and people like that and uh, people in (laughs) education around the whole aspect of the traditional cv Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not a fan of it i must admit Uh, look i hate to sit down and write a cv i mean it's just it's so archaic i mean it's like you know back in the day two-page cv blah 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 you know everything now is is sort of kind of moving away from that or is it moving Mm -hmm. away from that or are recruiters still actually looking for cvs or is it because coming now your digital cv unfortunately still need a cv to apply for a job if you know if you're you're advertising a job say on a job board a cv is still the method you know of application and clients i work with still want to see cvs you know but i would say that the only traditional cv is one that's printed out and posted i mean cvs that are emailed to me are digital and you can expand on them you can put links in there to work you can put links in there to your blog you can put links in there you know even though they're a traditional and in inverted commas cv they're digital you know and you can expand them but i would say use the likes of linkedin to showcase things and to link to other things really i suppose highlight your achievements um, be it papers you've done in college or it could be a podcast like this you've done mm-hmm. or a YouTube video or whatever you know you use your your LinkedIn CV to to more effect so do you think the, the the printing out of the CV eventually might become a thing of the past as we gravitate as employers gravitate towards as users gravitate to as candidates gravitate towards using LinkedIn more that might become the preferred method I think digital already is, you know, mm. the preferred method. But in terms of of documenting and, you know, having something in front of you and an interview, and, it, you know, it's still just, it's something there that's used. And you know? organisations, if we take a look at the technology sector, for example, I mean, organisations such as Facebook and Twitter and these sorts of organisations, they're very specific on who they want. So within your CV or within your LinkedIn, you need to also be very specific that if you're looking to get in front of them, that you you know you need to have it laid out in such a way that you're hitting the correct keywords with them. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in your title, have the correct keywords, have the correct keywords in your description of, of 
your job and what you do just I mean you don't have to have a lot of information if you have it summarized and to the point and that's probably what many people yeah. struggle with it's very difficult to make sure that your information is summarized and succinct enough so that uh-huh. you're, you're getting across the information that you need to in order to impress the recruiter or impress the organization a lot of the recruitment people that operate are doing I mean I wouldn't but they do a huge volume in terms of jobs and in terms of clients and you need to I mean some of them use software to actually go through the CVs so if you don't have the keywords in there you're not actually going to even be found Oh, you know? That's interesting. So the software is actually analysing and, and yeah. picking out the most relevant people and mm-hmm. then matching them up with the most suitable jobs. Yeah. That's so, I mean, you have to beat the software. <laughs> yeah. beat, beat, beat the system. Beat the software. Look, finally, what does 2015 hold for, for you guys? Um, and, and how much do you think the recruitment industry will change as a result of the online space? Um, Talent Social uh, 2014 was all about just getting up and running, getting established. Thankfully, um, Talent Social's at that point. I've got seven clients here in the Northwest and three clients in Belfast. I suppose 2015 is going to be about helping those clients grow, you know, getting the right people for them, nurturing them, consulting with them. I intend to look at all the technology that's out there and try and harness it as best I can. Um, I touched on the likes of referrals earlier. Um, I'm trialing a referral software at the minute, so that's something that will formalize the whole, I suppose, referrals uh, process that I run. The other thing I'd like to look at is, is the use of a video, video in CVs. It's something I'm particularly interested in just myself, you know, the technology side of it. And I'd just like to do more, more research into how it could help I suppose streamline the recruitment process and you know just help busy hiring managers and companies that I'm working with you know um, I'm trying to attract people who are away who are overseas and who are wanting to come home back to Northern Ireland and work and I see the likes of you know Skype and video and that that helps those people make an impact so I suppose you know continue what I'm doing consolidate work more with my clients and keep helping them grow um, and have a look at what it, what new technologies are coming out and try and use them as best I can to find the best people out there. Now, if we have listeners out there who are actually looking to hire some talent or looking to find some new talents, I'm thinking some companies, Some we have a few people who are small, medium enterprise who actually listen into mm-hmm. this show on a regular basis. If they've got positions coming up, how can they get in touch with with Talent Social? Uh, just drop me an email or ljennings at talent-social.com or send me a tweet <laughs> or um, give me a shout on LinkedIn. I'm, you know, I'm all about the place. Um, my phone number's on my website as well. Happy to have conversation with anybody and I suppose just help them with their search. Um, I signed up a new customer yesterday, a Belfast company, and I suppose, you know, what I offered that maybe the bigger companies can't is a more personal approach. You will just be working with me, not with different people in an organization. And I suppose I will spend a lot of time with a role because I don't take on a lot of roles. And I suppose that enables me to do this approach, this marketing approach that I've talked about, where every single job has a 
tailored marketing approach to finding the right people. Um, but no, happy to speak to anybody who's having trouble. I know it's difficult. There's a skills shortage out there and, you know, traditional methods of post it and they will come. Just it doesn't work, you know. And, and how can people get in touch with you on Twitter? What's the Twitter handle for Talent Social? Talent Social is at Talent Sock. T-A-L-E-N-T-S-O-C And the website again for those people listening in that if they want to stop by and check out the website find out a bit more about what you guys do also actually do you guys help candidates? Oh yes yes okay. um, I mean I would work very closely with people who approach me you know and usually they're in I wouldn't say dire straits but they're unhappy they're unhappy for whatever reason where they are and it's something I understand because I've been there I have a lot of empathy for people who are in a certain situation and need help so I would try and help them as best I can help them just know what their options are and help them find the right fit for them I mean I'll, I'll always give advice to people on their CV as well as, as best I can and give them give them advice outside of my remit I mean even if one of my clients isn't interested in them if I can think of an organization or a company that is I will send them that way you know brilliant Lynn Jennings from Talent Social thank you so much for taking time out today to talk to me on the Zero Lives Left podcast you've added some really amazing value not just for candidates themselves but also organizations looking to find the next talent thanks so much for taking time out Lynn and we'll talk to you again soon thank you Wayne it's been a pleasure Well, there you have it, folks. Another amazing episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Some really, really good takeaways in that interview with Lynn Jennings. And I want to thank her so much for taking time out to chat with us in relation to some of the things that we really don't think about whenever we're putting ourselves out there online, whether we're thinking about applying for jobs and just some of the information on how the whole recruitment process works whenever recruiters are trying to find the next talent. I suppose some of the takeaways that I took away, really, how to get yourself noticed on LinkedIn, how to get found. I mean, what recruiters are actually on the lookout for, why keywords are so important within your profiles, how to build your network, why LinkedIn groups can help in the job search, and also why recommendations matter. So I hope you've enjoyed that podcast. If you have, please do stop by iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe when you're over there. If you're listening to this podcast on Stitcher, make sure you subscribe there as well. Stick around. We're going to have another podcast coming at you very, very soon, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of zero lives left thanks for listening to the zero lives left podcast with wayne denner make sure to check out wayne's new book the student's guide to an epic online reputation available from wayne and follow him on twitter at wayne denner tune in next time